This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Rural Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal Transfer Show. You join me on the eve of, well, the middle of the week, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm just looking forward genuinely to uh, <laughs> another game of football tomorrow to try and put aside, you know, the misery that we've been experiencing as Arsenal fans over the last few, well, weeks, months, years, if you will, just longing for a win, basically, in tomorrow's game. I'm genuinely going to celebrate it uh, if we do score, which is a massive if right now. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm just praying we can get a goal so I can celebrate a goal for once. And it does matter to me. It really does. Uh, beat, beating West Brom in the second round of the League Cup. Um, I hope you're doing well. I hope you are good. Uh, please do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on. Now, you may remember, and I'm probably going to do a separate show talking about this in more detail and, and saying a few more things, but I will address it briefly now. Um, you may remember that during a period uh, at end of last month, start of this month, we were trying to be nominated for the uh, Football Content Awards and uh, lots of you hundreds, thousands of you uh, voted, uh, which has then led to us, uh, amazingly, uh, to actually be nominated for uh, Best Club Content Creator, uh, which is unreal. Um, and I, I'm, I'm absolutely overblown by and overwhelmed by the support that was shown by everyone that watches the show. And I know a lot of you have made this kind of your morning routines, uh, 8 a.m. every single day. And I thank you ever so much for everyone that has tuned in to not just this show, but to all the other shows as well, but all the work that we've put in it, and I say we because TGT is a community, um, has meant that we are now nominated for this award. Um, so if you would like to vote for us uh, to win the whole thing, <laughs> you can. If you have Twitter, all you need to do is go to www.votefortgt.com and that will generate the tweets that you just need to tweet out for you. If you don't have Twitter, you can vote via Instagram or just on their website. In fact, if you have all three, 
then use all three. All the information is in the description, every single one of it. So uh, please do make sure you go and have a look, go and have a check and uh, and vote for us, please, because we would appreciate it. It'd be amazing to, to win, but we are up against some amazing content creators. So, uh, you know, it's a long shot. There's the likes of City Extra, the Arsenal Realist. Um, you've got the Wolves. There's a Wolves one as well. Uh, there's there's some really great guys. Uh, they're up for the awards. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be fun. First award ceremony I've ever been to. That's going to be interesting. And uh, also, I should let you know that Mike from the Gunas podcast, who runs and is in charge of Gunas versus Cancer, an amazing cause, is also up for an uh, awards, uh, up for the uh, best charitable campaign. So make sure you check out the information to vote for that as well. All of that is on Mike's Twitter feed. So without further ado, though, let's go straight on to our news for today. Uh, if you haven't already checked out our podcast from last night, we talked a lot about how Arsenal can recover. We talked about transfers. We talked about the manager. We talked about the team. We talked about Chelsea with Harry Simeu, Drew and Owen. So make sure you do Go and check that out if you haven't already. But our first story is the news that Granit Xhaka has officially signed his new deal. We've known that this has been the case for some time, um, but his agent has revealed this photo confirming that he has, in fact, signed the new deal. It is very interesting that this wasn't an official kind of thing up on the Arsenal website unless they are planning on doing it or doing kind of a tweet about it. They make a big full roar around kind of Saka and Martinelli and Emil Smith-Rowe signing their new deals. Balogun, of course, did a whole interview thing with him signing that new deal. And the thing is that when it comes down to Granite Xhaka, we know that the fans are very split on this deal. Um, but it does go to show how much of an impact that is having and how much the club are aware of the animosity around this deal, that they aren't even officially announcing it. And this is actually found on his agent's Instagram page, believe it or not. So there you go. Um, but in regards to actual outs, Lucas Torreira has turned down a move to Eintracht Frankfurt and he will instead looking it will look like anyway that he will join Fiorentina according to Chris Wheatley who broke the news yesterday is very close to signing for the Italian side on loan now there is some discrepancy amongst reports about whether this is a obligation to buy or an option to buy Fabrizio Romano has reported that is a 50 million euro option on this deal whereas Chris Wheatley in his Football London report claimed that there is very likely that it could include a obligatory purchase clause, which is something that we will have to wait for confirmation on, of course. Um, but a 1.5 million euro loan fee, followed up by a possible 15 million euro transfer fee next summer. It's as good as we could have really hoped for, I think, this summer with Torreira. 50 million euros, should we get it, is a good amount for a player that is, is never going to go anywhere near our squad and practically tanked his value by uh, with the interviews that happened after, of course, the tragic loss of his mother. So I, I'm okay with this. I'm fine with it. Is he better than Elneny? Yes. Was he ever going to be used? No. So it's yeah, a moot point. But this one looks to be one that is going to be taking place officially very soon. Another player that could be out the door very soon is Eddie Nketiah. And we broke the news yesterday whilst uh, The Athletic reported that uh, Crystal Palace are very interested in a £10 million move uh, for Eddie Nketiah. Edu and Arsenal, though, are wanting around a £20 million figure for the England youth striker. That is far and away too much for a player that's got one year left on his deal, barely played senior football at a regular amount, and has had a contract extension put on the table and rejected by Nketiah. I'd take the 10 mil and run. 
run as far as I can. Um, because 10 mil for a player uh, who's not getting into our team that has a year left on his deal, 10 mil, take it all day long. Please, Arsenal, just accept it. Just do it. Just move on, take the money and invest it in the areas that we need to invest in. Simple as that, really. The other news is on Willian, our third player that could yet leave the club uh, this window. Uh, Willian is in talks with Corinthians, Brazilian side Corinthians, and a deal could be completed very soon that will see Willian leave Arsenal. Now, there are very few details around kind of how much of the wages will be paid by Arsenal, if at all. That is, of course, something that could still happen. Corinthians, I imagine, don't have the capacity, I'm assuming, to pay upwards of £200,000 per week. Will Willian accept a big pay loss to go to a place he didn't want to go to? He wants to stay in Europe, to go to Brazil. To, will Arsenal end up paying a percentage of those wages for however long? It's one that we'll have to wait and see on. But Corinthians appears to be the target. Willian hopefully will be out the door. And it will go down as one of the worst transfers that we've done that me suggested may have been otherwise. Not proud of that. Not proud of that at all. Now, uh, Kieran Trippier. Kieran Trippier, sorry, is another interesting player that we know has been linked very heavily to Arsenal. And it has emerged in the last 24 hours that that interest from Arsenal has stepped up recently and that it has progressed and that we are very much looking at Kieran Trippier as a genuine possibility of a signing for the end of the window. Now, discussions with Atletico Madrid have revealed that the possible swap deal, which would have involved Hector Bellerin, who is another player still expected to leave before the end of the window, is not something that they are particularly interested in. And in fact, the players that Atletico Madrid are interested in instead are one of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang or Alexandre Lacazette. Now, Arsenal are said to be willing to allow both uh, of these players to go should a relevant offer for the players be made that they are accepting of. However, um, the problem is, is that the club doesn't have at present a striker replacement in mind. And, and that's the bit of an issue. Tammy Abraham seemed to be one of those players that uh, the club were very much interested in. We've seen links with Lataro Martinez. We've seen links with Dusan Vlovic as well from Fiorentina. Um, maybe a line of communication with Fiorentina can be continued if that Torreira deal happens, but I imagine they'll be very separate. But Lacazette and Aubameyang are the two players that Atletico Madrid are much more interested in than Hector Bellerin, which I do find is a little bit strange, um, considering the fact that if they lose Trippier, they don't really have too many options. They're playing with this kind of three-at-the-back system with Marcus Llorente playing at right wing-back. Trippier has come on in the last two games that they've played at Atletico Madrid. But they don't really have too many options otherwise. I'm not sure if they still have Vashalko, uh, the uh, the Croatian... Is it? I think he's Croatian. Uh, Croatian right-back at Atletico Madrid. I don't know if, they, if they've sold him. I know that he spent some time on loan recently. I don't know if he went back to Sassuolo. Simo Vesalco. He is currently uh, still with Atletico Madrid. He went on loan to Inter Milan. He came from Sassuolo. Uh, that Inter Milan loan was back in 2018-19. So he's not... Has he played any games this season? He's played one. He's got one appearance in the league so far uh, this season. So he's still there. But at the age of 29... And of kind of the level that he's at, I would have thought that they would have wanted to, you know, bring in a replacement, a younger replacement. And maybe Bellerin would have made more sense. But 
it's it's very interesting how these deals are going to unfold. So six players linked with moves away from Arsenal. Trippier uh, linked very much with the move into the club. It seems I predicted three more signings. Um, and I do think that there is a situation whereby a fourth, you never know. Uh, of course, Erdogan and Ramsdale are included in that. Speaking to Mike from uh, You Are My Arsenal, uh, <laughs> uh, said that he feels it's going to be two. I, I still am leaning much more towards one. Um, but for me anyway, I just think that, I, I think for me, it's it's still just going to be the right back. I just can't see where this next signing is going to come from, to be honest. But that is all of today's news. And it's, it's going to start lighting up. The transfer window is very much going to start exploding in the weeks and, uh, in, well, I say weeks to come, but it's just a week to come now we are just a week until the end of the transfer window and yeah it's uh <laughs> lots of exciting stuff that could change you never know we could see an exciting brand new signing and rumor emerge before uh the end of this summer window and we'll be making sure that we report on it if you want to find out more information about kieran trippier you can do so of course by um, going and watching our tactical breakdown dedicated to uh, Trippier and getting some expert insight, player analysis, statistical comparisons between other players like Bellerin, um, like Emerson and the other guy, Max Aarons, as well. So make sure you do go and check it out. And for those that have just tuned in, if you haven't already, please, please do go and vote for us in the Best Club Content Creator category of the Football Content Awards. All the information is in the description. But we do now move on to the next part of the show, which is your thoughts, your theories, your questions in the chat box. And we'll go through as many of them as feasibly possible today to try and make some sense of what you guys are struggling to understand. Let's go to Dan Robert, who says, can we throw 30 million for Antonio and see what happens at a great game last night against Leicester West Ham, putting them to the sword um, after their red card for Jose Perez. But West Ham looked the better side anyway throughout the game, and Leicester were absolutely abhorrent, to be honest. Um, and West Ham, again, showing themselves to be a bit of a force in the league again this season, even without Jesse Lingard. Tono says, if Arteta leaves, which seems impossible, who would you take as manager? Ten Hag, Enrique, Conte? I mean, of all of those, of course, Conte. Would, would love Conte. Um, realistically, I'm not sure if that's a, like if if Conte is realistic. Luis Enrique, I'm not sure about Ten Hag. I don't know enough about. It's one that I would have to do my due diligence in research before coming to a decision. I think that's certainly the case. Steve Coots says, uh, "What about Vanderson, the Gremio right back? I know next to nothing about the 20-year-old Brazilian right back. He's very young, attacking. That's about it. That's all I know. So I couldn't genuinely sit here and be like, yes." Let's go for him because I, I don't know enough about him, I'm afraid. Uh, Vuk says, do you think Arteta will rotate significantly for the West Brom game? I don't think he should. Only Ramsdale Balogun to start as he's on the bench. Arteta needs to try and build confidence. It's interesting you say this, Vuk, because hopefully an article will be going out a little bit later today on Football London. Myself and my colleague Bailey Keogh have done a comparative piece talking about this. Bailey is going to argue the points about what you're saying there, a very strong lineup. I instead have come from the point of view of switching things up, uh, refreshing the squad, using Miguel Aziz uh, in the team and Balogun and seeing some other players. It's also an opportunity for maybe some players like Ainsley Maitland Niles, Reese Nelson to put themselves in the transfer window before it closes. So that's also something. But I ultimately still do want to see us try and win the game. I'm considering doing a watch along for the game because I'm not working it. 
I will keep you in the know. Adam says, Tom, what happened to the Isaac links during the Euros? He signed a new deal with Real Sociedad. Uh, his uh, buyout clause was improved to 90 million euros. That's what happened with that. John says, Aubameyang for Trippier and Diego Simeone. Who says no? Uh, it would be very interesting to see Diego Simeone at Arsenal, that's for sure. Saeed says, how likely do you think there will be two new signings? I still think it's going to be the one. I think it's going to be the right back but we will wait and see. Jacobus says, Tom, do we have any good right-backs coming through the academy? Yes, Norton Cuffey is, is one you certainly need to keep uh, an eye on. Uh, Zach Swanson also scored the other day in their 4-2 four, four win, I think it was. Uh, he's a, a full-back that can play either side. So there are some players to keep an eye on. Joel Lopez at left-back uh, is another one, but the, the Norton Cuffey seems to be the one that people are most talking about. And throughout the season, we will, of course, be covering the youth team every single month. We'll be joined by Kev from Next Generation Arsenal in a tactical breakdown special report on the youth team and on William Saliba's loan deal and talking about uh, Daniel Ballard's loan deal at Millwall and, of course, Tyrese John Jules' loan deal at Blackpool. We'll be covering them all in their individual special reports throughout the season. So please make sure you do tune in for those. Uh, Bungal says, uh, hi, Tom. Uh, all things considered, was the Willian signing arguably the worst in the Kroenke era? I struggle to see a different one. It depends what you define as the Kroenke era. Do you find that as the period from 2007? Sebastian Squalacci was is up there. That is for sure in that period. Squadron Mustafi for £35 million is also arguably up there as well, although he did put in some good performances and scored in a North London derby. So it may be a little harsh, um, but the amount of money for what we got, you know, that's, that's certainly something that I would uh, be concerned about, that's for sure. Uh, Zach says, Tom, do you think we actually can slash will move on any of our strikers? No. My prediction is that I don't think Lacazette or Aubameyang will leave. That's only a prediction. That's not me being in the know about anything. I just don't think they will. I don't think it's realistic. Uh, let's scroll up because I've just missed a few questions. Uh, Ying Lin says, what is the point in hiring a manager for one and a half seasons? Just tried and build around 70% of the squad that he wanted, then just sack him and hire another manager to start over. Now, I don't agree with this anymore. It used to be a theory that I was very much on board with. However, the way that the club has gone by employing Edu, it's changed things. Edu is the man that is in charge mainly of transfers. He's the main kind of figure that signs off on any possible deals. Arteta is there as manager to work alongside Edu and to kind of craft the team and to provide, you know, um, input. But Edu is the main figure in the recruitment setup. And you can't say, I think the £129 million that we've spent, we've had to spend that amount of money on the players that we brought in, in my opinion. I still think that we've missed out on a centre-mid and a right-back, and we should have done that as well. If we signed a centre-mid and a right if we'd have signed Vesuma and Trippier, I would have said there isn't much more you can do in this window bar maybe looking at the striker position. But it's, for me... If we don't do those two things, it's a failed window. And I mean, if we get Trippier in before the window, it's still a failed window. We needed to upgrade the centre midfield position. We needed to upgrade the right back position. The, the difference is if you bring in a different manager now, we've got a very young squad. It's all this like they're all Arteta's players. It's a different situation. It's not like Arsene Wenger's players like Xhaka and Aubameyang and Lacazette. They're all much older. They're in your late 20s, early 30s. It's different. We've got a young squad full of potential, improving. If a new coach comes in, they've got the foundation of a good group of quality players to, to work and use. So I don't necessarily see the argument anymore about the chopping of changes of coaches 
not being something that successful teams with a good young foundation to build upon would do. If a coach came in and started signing loads of 29 pluses, and I mean loads of them, not just a few here, a couple here and there to kind of balance the squad, then I'd be more concerned. But I think we've got a good core young group of players that any coach could come in and arguably extract more than what Mikel Arteta is extracting from them right now. Jason says, if Atletico are serious about Laka or Abamyang, would you take Jao Felix uh, in their place since he hasn't really worked at Atleti? Uh, I think he would cost an insane amount of money, uh, Jason, and I'm not sure he's actually that suited to the Premier League. And I'm not sure I've rated how what he's kind of done since moving from Benfica. So I'm not sure that I would, Jason. Uh, Caleb Oga says, uh, don't you think that we are overreacting as Arsenal fans? No. No, I don't. I think some are. I think some people banging on Mikel Arteta's window are the definition of hyperbole. But I I don't think in general Arsenal fans are overreacting. No, I don't. We've finished eighth in the last two seasons. and We've spent more this summer than any other team in the Premier League. Like we To expect another eighth place finish? After a 2-0 loss to Brentford, in which they were the better side coming up from the championship? No, I don't think people are overreacting at all. Um, Did you A says, uh, do you think some fans are being too harsh on Arteta after all eight or nine players? Again, it's about context, isn't it? it? Some are, because some are saying some really horrible, abusive things towards him. Whereas others are just being critical and saying that if there was choice, if it was their choice, like me, I would change coach, which I don't think is harsh. I think that's a fair criticism. But yeah, there are some that are going too far. Absolutely. As there always will be. There's always people at certain ends of the spectrum that will go over the top every time. Jasha says, don't you think it's strange that Edu and his blue suit uh, and Arteta aren't in Xhaka's picture? Do you think KSC overruled them both? No, I don't. I think it was a specific picture taken with his agent. I don't think there's anything uh, bad about that at all. I'm sure there is a picture with Arteta and Edu uh, that's there. But I just think that specific picture on his agent's Instagram means nothing in regards to that. So, you know. Uh, Google72 says, do you think the Asensio rumours are true or not? I, I don't buy too much into them. I don't know what Asensio would bring to us now. Like if we hadn't have signed Erdogan, I may have understood it. But now we've brought in Erdogan, I don't see why it makes any sense to bring in Asensio. Coming from someone who is one of his biggest fans, I just don't see the point of bringing in Asensio at the moment. Balaji says, do you think the present management would get the right replacement if Arteta leaves? No. No, I don't. Uh, not whatsoever. Uh, Arsenal Legend says, Tom, good morning. I saw a link from Fab that we're going in for Awar at the end of the window. I think that what Fab says is that there's the possibility that it could happen on deadline, like, as in... Either of Spurs or Arsenal that are interested could choose to move for him on deadline day. Not that we would go in for him. So it's very much an open door. It's not assured. Uh, that, that is for sure. Uh, Jacobo says, I used to think that Turkish Mayor TV was very negative, but I'm starting to understand what he is on about. The ownership of the club has failed by improving the club when we were on a high. Look, we've had Turkish on the channel. I have absolute respect for Turkish's opinions on, on the ownership. He's absolutely spot on. Now, you can't disagree with how he feels and the sentiment that he has towards the owners. Uh, that is that is 100% spot on. And when, we, when I spoke to, to Turkish on the channel about the ownership, I couldn't disagree with any of the points that he was raising. They have spent an incredible amount of money. Um, sorry, they, the club has spent an incredible amount of money that's not been spent by the owners. And so because of that, 
to see where we've gone and we've gone and declined after spending a lot, it goes to show the people that they've employed are not good enough, have not been good enough. You, you, like keeping Gazidis here, ha, like not getting rid of Arsene Wenger sooner and identifying the decline early enough, appointing Unai Emery, which was the wrong decision, appointing Arteta, which is increasingly becoming clear that that also was the wrong decision. So it's... It's about the decision-making. The investment's secondary to me. We're not a club that's looking at challenging for a title with the need for a huge investment in that sense. We just need smart decisions. Like with a half a billion in net spend spent and a billion in, in gross, like it's a case of that's more than enough to set a club on their way to competing for the top four, not sitting in eighth place on the back of two seasons. And that's because of poor decision-making from, from upon high and from a recruitment and sales perspective. Uh, let's go to Rahil says, Hi, Tom. If Abamyang and Laka leaves, who do you want to bring in? I would love to see Dusan Vlovic come in. I think that's a great option for Arsenal. I just don't think it would happen. I think it would cost an insane amount of money. Um, Latara Martinez, I like a lot. I like Martinez a lot. Um, and if we are going to bring in a striker, he is someone that I would be open to, to bringing in. Strikers are a bit of a dime a dozen uh, right now. They're not th the ones that are the biggest in the, in the world are at very big clubs at the moment. And I'm just not sure I look around Europe and I see an abundance of strikers that I would look to bring in this summer. So there are only a few options to, to go for, unfortunately. I never did a 10 options at striker. If it does look increasingly likely that uh, one of Aubameyang Lacazette is going to go, maybe we will. But there's not much time left in the window. So I'm not sure how much weight that video would, would have. Um, let's go to uh, thoughts on Darwin Nunez from Wayne. Could be going to Brighton. Uh, Andy Naylor of The Athletic Brighton Correspondent said that he and Mark Kukurea, who I'm desperate to see play in the Premier League, uh, are two players that could yet be brought in by Brighton. Darwin Nunez, I think that's a good move for him to Brighton. I think that's a good next step on from Benfica to the Premier League at that level. Graham Potter is, is you know, doing an increasingly better job and, you know, could change my opinion on him if he continues this fine form and continues to impress. I've never, I would never write off my opinion changing on someone. But the point is that I think that's a good move. I'm not sure I'd move for him from an Arsenal perspective. I'm not sure if that's the right player to go for right now. Uh, Manu says, I'm sorry, Tom, but you will never see me going to a cronky out protest. We are where we are because of a lack of direction, which won't come from KSE because they are hands off mismanaged for decades. Arguably, that's a reason to go to a cronky out protest, Manu. Like if you want to protest the ownership to, to move on so we can bring in an owner that will be more hands on and will be more accountable, there may be a protest is the way to do that. TOG says, Tom, do you think our whole uh, Hayland players um, <laughs> are overrated to the point that we're fans, uh, we as fans, think they're too good and irreplaceable? Well, I mean, Saka is a very good player. He's world-class potential, as is Emil Smith-Rowe. But beyond that, players like Reese Nelson, Eddie Nketiah, not so much. Joe Willock, I think we got a very good deal for him. Um but in regards to kind of Miguel Aziz, we don't know enough about him at a senior level yet. That's why I want to see him play on Wednesday. You've also got players that are coming through like Hutchinson, uh, Kido Taylor-Hart, 
You've got Mika Biref, who's just been signed up from Fulham. Whilst I know he's not necessarily come through Hale End, um, they are still working on improving the youth side and set up and bringing in some talent too. You've got some other players that joined from abroad, like Salah Adin and Joel Idaho. So I don't think we overrate them. I just think there is an obsession to hope that they come through and succeed because we've we've been blessed with a lot of success from the Hale End Academy. You look back and you see what Awobi did. You see like players that came through um, years and years and years ago, like Ashley Cole. And it's always great to see these young guys come through the academy, break into the first team uh, and flourish. So that's all great, but it's important that you stay grounded and it's important that you allow these players to, to flourish and develop upon their own accord. Uh, let's go to Christian Lingard. He says, we have enough quality players on our team to challenge for a top four place. We just don't play to our strengths. We had success with a back three and wing backs. So why force another style? I, I do agree, Christian, in the sense that we should go to a back three. Absolutely. I really think that would suit us much more than the system that, that we're currently playing. Um, in regards to your question about challenging for a top four place, to challenge for a top four place, you need as good of a squad as City, Liverpool, Chelsea, and United. Before you even think about the other teams, your Leicester's, Everton's, those lot down the road, um, West Ham now, as, as, as before you even consider anyone else, you have to think, do Arsenal have as good of a squad as Chelsea, City, Liverpool, and United? And the answer is no, Christian. The answer is no, we don't have as good of a squad as them. And that's why the target this season has to be top six because we do have a squad that's good enough to compete for the top six. The top four is an unbelievably far-fetched target for Arsenal this season. It, it might not have been had we added the right-back and centre-midfield upgrades, and I mean genuine big upgrades that we needed in those areas. We may have been in better position to compete, but we didn't do that, and we've left ourselves a bit short in regards to overriding quality. So I think that whilst... We should play the back three system. I disagree that we have a quality enough players to compete for the top four because we don't have a good, we don't have a squad as good as Chelsea, City, United, and Liverpool. We just don't have a squad as good as them. And so to say that we have a good enough squad to compete, I just don't agree with. Um, Steph says, Hey, Tom, I think Martinelli should go out on loan to Ajax or Dortmund so he can get polished and coached by a proper quality, I assume you mean coach again at the end of that. Uh, maybe a, a loan for Martinelli would do him all the world good. I just don't think that's going to happen in the final weeks of the window. I see Martinelli leaving the club within the next three years would be my prediction. I don't think he's going to stay at Arsenal for the long term. I don't see him like a Sakura or Smith Rowe. Not saying I don't see him having as much potential as them. I just don't see him having a future at Arsenal. I think he'll go on to bigger and better things, if I'm very honest. I think he'll get fed up. A team will come in. Arsenal will accept the bid and he'll go. That's that's kind of my prediction for Martinelli's future. Uh, Rob says, lots of players going out, saving us wages and getting some money in. What is realistic to get in? Dream would be a swap deal with Emerson and, of course, Basuma. It seems that they won't do the latter. What's your view? Obviously, I hope that Arsenal are going to do the right back before the end of the window. It seems imperative. It seems a position that we must improve on. I hope we get the centre midfielder. I don't think we will because I think Granit Xhaka's contract extension put an end to that. But... Who knows? The other position is striker, depending on what happens with either of Lacazette or Aubameyang before the end of the window. Uh, Joel says, sending Saliba on loan and playing holding Marie, holding Marie is a sackable offence. I don't agree. 
I think it's very easy to say that now with the injury to Gabriel and, and White's illness, uh, which left us with Holding and, and Marie playing the first few games of the season. My argument is that as soon as Gabriel's back, as soon as White's back, and if they're fit for the rest of the season, Saliba don't play. And Saliba needs to play. So I'm fine with him going on loan. But I want to. I wanted to see him go on loan to an English team, which he chose personally not to do, which I, I do criticise that choice of his. But I'm fine with the loan. He needed to play week in, week out, and that's not going to happen at Arsenal. Is he better than Marie? Maybe. We don't know. Maybe. But I don't want to see him as a backup. I want to see him playing week in, week out. And so to prove that he can do that at Arsenal, he needed to do that this season. And a loan was the only way that he could prove that. So I just think it's better for the long term of Saliba if he does have a long-term future at Arsenal, which is always, you know, <laughs> always a bit of a problem, then for me, loan him out, get him the games, bring him back, prove to whoever the coach is at the time that he deserves a place in the team. Amandeep says, do you think one of the big issues is that not enough players are playing for the badge? We need more Lekongas, players who are Arsenal fans. You shouldn't. Because if you go through the squads of United and Chelsea, especially Chelsea um, and City as well, I mean, what any of those players grow up being Chelsea fans, bar maybe with Lukaku's association when he was with them from a young age after he signed from Anderlecht. But even then, do they have players that are fans? Mason Mount, I look at as a possibility. I think he was a Chelsea fan. But beyond that, they still very much succeed without players that were Chelsea fans. And City have very much succeeded without players that are City fans. You don't need players that are fans. You need players that want to win. And, and that's the difference. You need players that are going to want to be signed because they've got the proactive characteristics about them that make them want to push for victory. And I've got a will and desire to win every single time they step onto the pitch. And I just don't get a sense... I get a sense that they, they'd like to win at times, but I don't necessarily get the feeling that they are committed to do everything they can to win. And that's kind of the issue that I have with, with the current crop of players. Uh, Chris says, not directly Arsenal related, but where and how do you find your transfer links? Whenever I wake up, I see nothing. You come on at 8am and I have a vast amount of information. Chris, there are plenty of places that you could look for. If I gave away my secrets, though, everyone would copy me. <laughs> so, Chris, it's not a big secret anyway. You can find transfer news full of the right people. It does help being in a company and working for a company that is based around Arsenal and being an Arsenal writer. But, um, yeah, there are plenty of places that you can find information. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep my cards close to my chest. But they aren't exactly very well hidden because you can find a lot of the information I talk about very easily. Sanyik says, what about keeping Eddie as our backup striker and swapping at Lacazette? Eddie looked lively in pre-season. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, I'd, I'd rather see Lacazette stay and 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 uh, and Nketiah go if that's what we're doing this season. Abay says, can Asensio play striker? No, he's got he's got good finishing and decent physical attributes. Can't think of any other reason why we'd be linked to him. No, he's a wide playmaker. If anything, he's more closer to a wide player. Maybe because Willian's leaving, they're looking at Asensio as a possible replacement. But even then, I don't really see the point. Wide areas we've at the moment we've got. Uh, we've got Abamyang, Martinelli, Smith Rowe as unorthodox options. Then you've got Pepe and Saka. Um, it's we and Nelson's there, of course. Too we we have loads of options in wide areas, 
is Asensio really needed? Erdogan can play as a wide player. He played at right wing for Vitesse for a lot of the time that he was there. So I'm not sure I see why Asensio is needed, even with Willian most likely leaving the club. Venkatesh says, Tom, looking at Tini's injury record, would you be willing to change your mind and choose any other potential future captain? Erdogan looks commanding. No, nope, I'd make Tini the... Uh, the, the captain, and then I'd choose a different player to be vice-captain that can happily fill in. Erdogan's not a bad shout, but I don't think that I would pick him. I feel like I feel like Partey would be a good captain. I don't know why. I just get a really good feeling. But he's also injured, it seems, a hell of a lot. I think Lekonga's got the makings of a good captain. Uh, Belgium. Belgium has a lot of good leaders in their team. And he's worked under uh, Vincent Company as well as obviously a, a great captain for a club and country. So Lukonga may have that leadership vibe in him and one day could be Arsenal's captain. You never know. Any news about Ainsley, Maitland-Niles? No, Sofiane, nothing other than what we discussed yesterday about Burnley being the current favourites to sign him. He looks, I think he's going to stay. I predicted he was going to stay and it does seemingly seem to be that will be the case. Yash says, if we get Trippier and Dominic Calvert-Lewin, do you think we can get top four? If we get Dominic Calvert-Lewin, I would be over the moon, but I don't see that happening. I think Everton will ask for a ridiculous figure. In regards to uh, in regards to Trippier, I, I'm not sure that we still have enough to compete. I think centre midfield is still the biggest area of concern after right back. So I have my... Um, my reservations is is the right word to describe it. So there you go. Uh, Calvin says, Tom, if we acted like a big club, we would move for Conte now. I'm just wondering how bad does it need to get before they let Arteta go? If we acted like a big club, he wouldn't be here. <laughs> the, we, we wouldn't move him on now. We would have moved him on already. Um, I don't see any other big club um, keeping Arteta after what happened at the end of last season whatsoever. So uh, I feel like maybe you're a little late, Calvin, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, Manu says, Lukonga is not a captain. He is very quiet. Company always asks his captains to do, do the talking after defeat to defend the team's performance. But he's really a quiet guy. He leads by example. And sometimes that is something that you can have in a captain. It's someone that's a silent leader, that's, you know, does his talking on the pitch, especially in the central midfield area. Manu, we will see uh, if indeed Lukonga does one day pull on the armband at Arsenal. It's a far out there thought. Tierney seems to be the one for me. Ben White, I saw someone suggest too uh, as a possibility. But uh, maybe the right back we bring in has the potential to be that as well. Uh, Philip says, would you be happy if we got Awar and Trippier? If we got Awar and Trippier at the end of the window, I, I was expecting just a right back. So if you're telling me that Awar's coming in as a bit of a, you know, as a bit of a lottery signing, then I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. It's fine. <laughs> Peppa Pig says, we don't need Basuma, right? Surely someone like Sabios or that type of player makes more sense. An elite passer. Um... I, I do feel like we need a number six. I'll be honest. I feel like if we want to play 4-3-3, you need the number six. So I'd rather have, a, you know, I'd rather have the the, the Basuma over, say, a, an Awar type player in the midfield. So there you go. Uh, Steph says, Tom, would you not uh, want G as manager for us? And if not, uh, who and why? Uh, Gasparini or Graham Potter? Uh, who's G? Um, do you mean my other half? <laughs> I don't want her manager. <laughs> She's a Charlton fan. Um, but in regards to uh, Gasparini and Graham Potter, look, Gasparini's done an amazing job at Atalanta. He's had his issues. Like you think of what happened with Maxi Gomez. 
Um, but he's done a great job establishing Atalanta as a Champions League side. Their recruitment's very good, but I'm not sure how much involvement Gasparini has in their recruitment. Um, but in regards to how good of a coach he is, very good. But is it is an Italian coach in Italy? So how that would transpire in the Premier League? You look how good Sarri was with Napoli. Did it really work in the Premier League? He obviously won a Europa League title, but wasn't really able to push ahead with the with the league side of things. So Graham Potter, I still need more from Graham. I'm never saying I'm not going to say never never for Graham Potter. All I'm saying is I feel like I need to see a bit more. Just, just a, a bit more. Uh, that 2020, which is still very fresh, where they won one home game against us all season in the league. I'm just not sure. I still have my issues. And I feel like he didn't get the full potential out of the likes of Leandro Trossard and Basuma um, and the others that are in the team when he adds Wyatt and Dunk and Duffy and, and all these players, Webster. Um, I feel like he could have got more, but he didn't. And that's why I want to see a little bit more. A little bit more from uh, uh, from Potter before our, my mind is changed. But never say never. Uh, if not Trippier, who's our next right-back target? Emerson, uh, Max Ahrens, um, uh, Mertz Mulder from Sassuolo, Zeki Celik. There are ones out there. There are players out there that you could pick. Uh, Asmarom says, uh, Tom, do you think Ward-Prowse, what is the missing part of our midfield to partner Partey? Is a good set pieces. England international with good experience for the Premier League and good with his defensive awareness. James Ward-Prowse is a very good player. Aston Villa tried to buy him, had a bid rejected around £30 million. Are Arsenal going to go in with a price that big, if not more, during the end of the window? I'd be surprised. Would I take him? he's a very good player so yeah I don't know why it, I wouldn't turn my nose up at a James Ward-Prowse whatsoever Lewis absolute pleasure to meet you the other day by Lewis outside the stadium uh, nice to see you pal says think we have the players to play 4-3-3 if we get one more six ESR and uh, Martin Odegaard I think could either play on the eight and the wing position getting as many technical players in the side when there is when they're fit rather will show that improvement Look, I think it's an option to play 4-3-3, but I do feel like we're missing a player to, to play that, and it probably is. Um, it, it probably very much is the uh, the number six style player that we want to be able to play that. Uh, Torreira tore up the Copa America. He needs a decent manager. I don't know if he did. I, I didn't hear about him tearing up the Copa America at all, to be honest. So I'm not sure that's as spot on. I don't know how much he played. But I, I never heard anything about him having an amazing Copper America. Uh, Wilson says, why do you think Arsenal need a number six so that we can play the 4-3-3? I don't feel like we have a number six. I don't want Partey playing number six. Partey is so much better as your box-to-box, progressing the ball. Have someone who's going to be disciplined, sitting behind the two midfielders. Uh, Sambi, maybe, Pepper, could be the player. I feel like he's got a lot of good progressive passing parts to his game. Maybe we could try Sambi there. I just can't wait to see Sambi and Partey together. That's that's what I want to see as Arsenal's midfield, Sambi and Partey. That, that is what I want. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. As I said already, please, 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 please vote for us in the Football Content Awards. We have been nominated officially now for the Best Club Content Creator. This would be an amazing achievement for the channel if we were to win it. Uh, 50% of this is through the voting system. The other 50% is through a, a panel of judges. And uh, I hope and I feel like we've put together some amazing content for you guys over the summer and throughout the, the, the channel's life. 
giving you guys up-to-date, level-headed information and uh, and a lot of viewer interaction, which has always been kind of the cornerstone and uh, the foundation of this channel. So if you have voted, thank you. If you've only voted on one platform, go grab on, go onto the website, go onto your Instagram, vote on all of the possible platforms. If you have Twitter, you just need to type into your Safari or on your, your platform, www.votefortgt.com, and that will generate the tweet that you need to tweet. All other information about voting on Instagram and voting on the website is in the video description. Please, please, please give us some support. Throw us out a vote or three if you can. And uh, yeah, fingers crossed. You've only got until the start of September, I believe, to do this. Just keep voting. Keep liking the videos. Keep subscribing. Keep supporting the Gunners. Keep it level-headed. Keep it realistic. I'll see you very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.